Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hanton with another, oh, look at Marley, with another phenomenal podcast for you today. Thank you all for joining us. I really appreciate you. And we're going to be talking with our guides. We're going to be talking with Justin and Pablo about what the, what's going on and what they think is going to happen. And this giant storm that we're having here in Southern California is absolutely incredible. I was talking to a couple of guys last night, 12 inches of rain in parts of L.A. yesterday in a two-day period, 12 inches of rain. We don't get 12 inches of rain in California in a year and we had 12 inches in two days it's it's absolutely crazy this storm going through southern california so we'll talk about that with our guys today justin and pablo we'll also talk about the upcoming pacific coast sport fishing show that's going to be going on on the 7th 8th 9th and 10th of march at the orange county fairgrounds we got all kinds of stuff to talk about because that's going to be a big event for your saltwater guide we're going to be there in full force, the whole entourage, Pablo, Sonny, and Justin, and all of our families, and, and our star of your saltwater guide, Ryland, is going to be there signing autographs and kissing babies. So it's going to be absolutely incredible. We're super excited about the show. And I hope you all have time to make it. It's at the Orange County Fairgrounds, the 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th of March. At the Orange County Fairgrounds, the nice part about that is if you're listening to our show in in uh, L.A. or San Diego or in the Inland Empire, everywhere, it's an hour from everywhere, centrally located at the Orange County Fairgrounds, right at the end of the 55 freeway. Very, very easy access. We'll be talking about that show a lot today. Also, gang, if you show up at the show wearing your saltwater guide, a T-shirt, a hat, a sweatshirt, you show up, we're going to have free stuff for you. We're going to have free stuff for everybody that shows up wearing our clothing. You show up at our at our um, booth wearing your stuff. We'll grab, reach into our goodie bag and give you away something really cool. You got to show up wearing my clothes. Though. If you were at the show last year, and Justin will tell you when he jumps on here, it was a sea of your saltwater guide shirts and hats. It was absolutely incredible. And I want to thank everybody that came out to the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show last year and and represented your saltwater guide and wore our clothing. Now we have brand new clothes. We have all kinds of great logos and some of the funniest sayings that I say all the time. All that stuff's available. If you go over that QR code I'm showing on the screen right now, if you go to that QR code that's on the screen, or if you go to your saltwater guide, the store, and you'll see all of our gear there. You can order that stuff now. I'm telling you, get it now because we're running out of time. We got less than a month. Kelly girl told me this morning, the show starts a month from today. We got less than a month to get our stuff. The show starts in a month. February is a short month. And then we start on the uh, 7th 
We'll be setting up our booth on the six, and then we're all going hoop netting with Justin that night before the show. It's going to be incredible. So don't, please don't miss the show, but don't show up without our gear on because you're going to be really bummed when everybody else is getting all the free stuff and you're standing there with with someone else's T-shirt on and you didn't get anything free. But you can still purchase the shirts at the show if you don't get it in time or if you show us your receipt and they didn't get it delivered in time. But if you order now, you're going to get your stuff in plenty of time to be wearing your saltwater guy gear at the uh, Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Festival. So without any further ado, let me show you a quick video about this show and then we'll get Justin and Pablo on the sh on here today to talk about this show. Here, watch this. The 2024 fishing and boating season at the most exciting saltwater, freshwater, and recreational outdoor show in Southern California at the amazing Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show. Orange County Fair and Event Center, March 7th through the 10th. Trout ponds for the kids and an unbelievable lineup of seminars with the most knowledgeable and experienced captains, guides, and professionals in the business. Over three acres of exhibits, boats, and incredible early season discounts. Bring the entire family. Orange County Fair and Event Center, March 7th through the 10th. Hey, what do you guys think? Are you excited about the show? Oh, yeah. Extremely Pablo? excited. Yep. All right. I don't want to bother Very you, Pablo. I know you're trying to eat lunch, and we're all just trying to have a show here. So I don't want to bother you. But, hey, welcome, Pablo. Thanks for joining Justin and I. We're super excited about the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Festival at the Orange County Fairgrounds. And I'm so stoked that you're going to be there, you and Kate. And uh, we're going to run it a little different this year, gang. We're going to have Pablo, Justin, and hopefully Sonny. Sonny's trying to figure out if he's going to be able to make it or not. But if not, Justin and Pablo will be up on stage, gang. And Elliot will be showing you guys our community on our website. He'll be showing you all the cool things that Pablo and Justin do. You guys have been watching Justin live on your saltwater guide on Facebook for the last couple of months, just wailing on the lobsters. Well, Pablo's been down in San Diego doing the same thing very quietly without the live, but he's still doing it. And he's still putting lobsters on the boat. I got a couple of, a uh, couple of things. Let's see this guy. I think, let me let's see if this is the guy. Nope. That's tut. This guy. There he is. That guy. Listen to what you told them on the game plans, Pablo, and look at that. He filled, they had full limits night before last out of uh, Mission Bay because of your game plan, Pablo. This is just absolutely incredible what we're doing, what we're doing, how we're helping people. There's nobody on the planet that's going to give you their lobster spots, are there, Pablo? No. No you way. You do. You Nobody's and Justin are telling everybody exactly where to go. <laughs> Talk about that. The guy called. He said he called you. Did he call you? Um, you know, I don't remember if he called me, but I think he followed the game plan. So we put out the game plan, as everybody knows, every Thursday. And um, he followed the game plan and um, called him. And he showed us some photographic events. So I have no reason to think that he didn't. Um, it looks like he had a great time. He was back at the at the dock at 10 o'clock and was done for the night. So that's, that's a great night. Um, yeah. Sharing our spots. That's what we do here on saltwater guide. We, we don't, you know, hold our cards close or maybe we hold them a little bit close because we do have a somewhat of a tight knit circle here in the community, but that's the beauty of being with the community. If you're in the circle and if you're in the community, 
we will share everything with you. And uh, I think it's one of the best things out there. I mean, it's the best thing that I've ever seen as far as in, in the fishing world, you know, as far as information, education, um, having a consistent source that we can all do everything the same way. That way, if you're having issues, it's really easy to troubleshoot it. Okay, well, did you do this, this, and this? Yes? Okay, cool. We'll keep doing it. And then if it keeps becoming an issue, you call one of us or Sonny, and um, we'll, we'll help you troubleshoot it. And if it gets really bad, one of us come jump out on your boat with you. Or you come jump on Justin's boat or my boat or Sonny's boat, and we'll show you exactly how we do it. We teach people how to do it each and every time. Uh, Justin, does your phone ever ring? <laughs> right now, it's going crazy. <laughs> um, yes, it does. All the time. Constantly. It's, so it's almost like every time I jump on the live show, I get at least three messages right away. <laughs> right away. When is your <laughs> when is your next? They're always like, when is your next open party? I'm all done. It's not open <laughs> yet. Nothing's open yet. What's amazing is there's other websites out there. Don't get me wrong. They are. And I used to work with them. I used to help the other websites that are out there. But one thing we didn't do and one thing that I don't know, maybe they are doing it over at the other websites. I'm not sure. But I don't believe that they have guides that are out on the water every day that are <clears throat> talking to each other. When you call <clears throat> one of the other websites, I don't know if they answer the phone or not. I don't want to say that other websites do or don't because I'm not sure if they do or if they don't. But one thing I promise you, if you're a member of your saltwater guide and you call me, Justin, Pablo, or Sonny, what blows everyone's mind is when you call us, we answer the phone. And I think it's so funny when they say, oh, my gosh, it's it's you, Justin. And we're like, well, yeah, who did you think was going to answer Justin's phone? And then when they call Pablo, they're like, oh, my God, Pablo answered my call. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what we advertise at the website. <laughs> Gang, what we're doing here is something like, is Pablo of. there? He's like, yeah, that's him. He's speaking. Hello. <laughs> it's something well, that's never been done before, gang. We're not trying to hide the ball. We're, we're all out there. We're all trying one thing to make sure that we all catch when we go out fishing, whether it's bluefin, dorado, or lobsters. And I know this is tough season for anyone that's not into lobsters because of the fact that there's really not much to do right now with all the rain and the wind and the runoff. But gang, it's time to get ready. Go watch all the videos. We have 580 plus videos on the website. It'll get you tuned up to get ready for when it's time. But also you can call Justin, you can call Pablo, you can call Sonny and say, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing. And you guys are so right there for everybody. Why don't you talk about a couple of the phone calls? Because I know there's a guy named Jason down there in San Diego, and I know Ron. They call you all the time, Pablo. They want to know what the hell's going on, even though they can't get out because they got that job thing. They're still calling you and talking to you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I talked to Cutter. <clears throat> he definitely comes out as much as he can, Jason Cutter. And Ron, I love talking with Ron, um, catching up with him anytime. Um, Stanley, I mean, the list goes on and on, you know, John Stanley and Tina and everybody. And, you know, of course, Mrs. Hot Rod down there and, you know, her husband, Dave and all, everybody. It's, you know, it's such a great community. I mean, that's the one thing that I just feel is such a blessing. Like, I love having these conversations with these 
people because all they want to do is get out there as much as they can. And these guys are doing it. I mean, John Stanley, he's he's going out. He's he's hooping on his own boat now. He's comfortable. You know, he's doing his own thing. And that that's the cool thing is seeing seeing them just go for it on their own. And they we still talk all the time. You know, I talk to all those guys regularly. And one thing I want to say is that was the missing link in this fishing thing for a very long time. Devin Cruz, he's on here watching right now. He, him and I grew up in the air where if we got caught sharing, we were left out of the circle, the group we were, we, I helped, I'm sorry. I'm just going to be honest. I helped create the sewer, which was until we came along and changed the sewer. I, we wouldn't share anything. And if we saw anybody near us, we would lose our minds, but that whole thing has changed tremendously now. And the number one reason gang is because we all looked up me, Laz, Grossbeck, Manzer. We all looked up one day and we saw that they were closing the ocean to fishing. We couldn't believe it. And a lot of it was because a lot of people didn't know how much fish was out there. A lot of people didn't know that there was this fishery at San Clemente Island or Catalina where you could catch yellow or uh catch yellowtail and sea bass and no one would tell you the spots and how deep to fish on them and stuff and we're now we're all into giving back as much as we possibly can because we do not want them to close any more of the ocean so when people go oh henson you're a sellout you're sharing everything yeah i started doing that in 87 most of you weren't even born yet i just think it's so funny when i hear these Little booger eating kids that are running sport boats today go, oh, Dave Hansen's ruining everything. Really? <laughs> ruining it, huh? I can go to those same spots. I mean, think about this. The war heroes on water. I flew up, went and ran a boat, fished Catalina, which I hadn't fished in four years, but I went to the spot where I've been telling you all to go. And my war heroes caught yellowtail and white sea bass on the spot. We caught the only white sea bass ever weighed in the tournament, gang. So if I'm ruining it, why is there still fish there? <laughs> why are there still fish there? Just like Justin, we got a, we got a, Justin and I got a message last week, Pablo. You'd have loved it. We ruined Long Beach Harbor. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Ruined. Clearly. Ruined yeah. And then silly Justin. Justin definitely is single-handedly ruining Long Beach, man. He's he's got to have all the bugs gone by now. I mean, there's not, I, I caught left. them all. Everyone, don't go out there. There's anymore. no more left there. You won't get any tonight or tomorrow when you're going. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I ruined the. Is what they said. I ruined the mud beach, and the harbor master is looking for me. Yeah, that's right. Tell Kevin to give me a call, or I'll call him. How about that? <laughs> None of these people that say all this, though, ever seem to show up. And I'm very, very easy to find. But now Justin and Pablo are easy to find. You can recognize them now. You know who they are. And they're going to be at the show. But we're not trying to throw any negative thing on this. We're trying to make it as positive as we possibly can. That's what's blowing the skirts up of all these booger eaters. They're going, oh, they're sharing everything. Yep. Because you know what? Now, Promar selling more hoop net year than they've ever sold before bait companies are selling more bait than they've ever sold in the winter time donut shops are selling more donuts coffee shops are selling more coffee because we're showing you that and like john stanley says all the time what we've done at your saltwater guide has showed you you can catch fish year round there's no time to not go when the wind stops blowing it's time to start going 
you don't need to sell your boat. I've had the bait barge guy. Everyone knows him, San Pedro. Thank me for what I was doing because now he's busy now. They were they were going to almost shut down for the season, in case any of you didn't know. But uh, because probably they don't have any boats coming over there. But now they're getting continuous boats, over a dozen every day now, which is really good. It's really good for business. Really good. Good for everybody. Yeah. That's what I tried to say for a long time. We're helping the industry like you can't even comprehend. And the, and the people that are in, in the industry deep, they understand. The, the guys on the outside that are complaining, they'll never do anything to help the industry anyway. So that in the big scheme of things, when you start to think about saying some negative stuff, you have to understand. Your saltwater guy, Justin, Pablo, Sonny, we're helping the industry out tremendously. We're helping them sell more product. We're helping people buy more boats. We're helping them keep their boats. Because the biggest problem here in Southern California is since 2015, everybody wants a big bluefin. And they forget about all the other cool things going on. I mean, this lobster thing. People didn't know how cool it was or how much fun it was till they started seeing Justin doing it live. <laughs> with the kids and, and the, and the wives and the daughters and all the people out on the boat, just having the time of their lives. I mean, look at Tut. And for example, my good friend Tut and Larry, those guys have been fishing with me for a very, very long time. What do they love more than anything now? Going out fishing with Justin. Cause it's so fun. Going out. So many times. He's booked me so many times. Now. There he is right there with a nice lobster. Look at Tut. So good to see you, Tut. You're so, I just couldn't even believe it when you popped up out of nowhere and you're like, hey, Larry and I are back and we're going. And I'm like, yeah, buddy. Night after night. Look at that. There I am. We got lucky, caught a couple lobsters with, with <laughs> Justin. I mean, I know there's hardly any lobsters left in the harbor. We just got lucky that night. But everyone's still looking for this one. That's Kelly Girls. Yeah. <laughs> I almost had it. I almost had it. Almost. Yeah. Yes, you did. Almost. You almost had it, but yeah. Tut and his buddy wanted to jump in the water and get it instead <laughs> of just throwing it on the boat. Yeah. Yeah, it is so it is so cool. This year's been or this season for lobster's been so phenomenal. It's it's better than I've ever seen it, and it's better than a lot of people have ever, ever, ever seen it. It's just nonstop. It shows that there's a ton of lobsters out there. I had a, a buddy of mine message me earlier this morning and said his buddy went out who doesn't do social media and got 40 lobsters in Long Beach in one set. 40 keepers. I'm all, what? He's like, yes. Yeah. The water is absolutely jacked up. He has a small boat. He went out just on the break wall in Long Beach, got 40 in one set. Crazy. That's, that's insane. That is yeah. so crazy. Well, it just okay. shows everybody how how many lobsters are out there, right? So if you're only catching one to five percent of the lobsters in that area in your hoop net, just imagine <laughs> how many lobsters are there. There's gotta be thousands, thousands and thousands of them. And the divers that go out there, they see them. They're all over the doggone place. So it is cool. Yeah, and it's really healthy too, because I mean, how many do we see that, you know, we have little nicknames for them, clickers or whatever. They yeah. fit right in the gauge, and they're right there. You don't, you can't even get a credit card in there in between their body and the gauge. And how many of those are there? And that's a that's a very healthy fishery. I mean, 
we get so many of those. You're like, oh man. And everybody's like, oh, that's a good one. You're like, no, it's not. Watch this. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is really cool. It's very healthy, very healthy fishery. I don't know what it's saying. Maybe it's saying there's a lot of uh, sewage inside of the water or something. I'm not sure, <laughs> but they all taste good. So why not? Right? Yeah. <laughs> they taste like lobster. So. Yeah. They're, the thing is, gang, if you have the greatest night of lobster fishing, if you go out and you have the greatest night, you can only have seven by law. So you're really not going to affect the population of the lobsters with the hoop net. And I know Justin and Pablo are really good at what they do, but you know what? They can still only have seven per person. The, the commercial guys are having the best season they've ever had. Well, now there's going to be a lot of loss from this weather but they've been having the greatest season they've ever had. And they've been commercially fishing the lobsters for a very, very long time, close to a hundred years in Southern California. And there's still plenty of lobsters. So if you think that we're actually hurting the population, I just want to tell you a little story real quick. I used to work for Danny Salas over at Harbor breeze cruise. And we ran a little boat for the schools where we would run an otter trawl net around the Harbor. Right out, on this story. right out in front of Belmont Pier yep. in the sand because we had to make sure that we didn't get stuck on any rocks or anything because we're dragging that net. And we drag it for eight minutes is all we would drag it for, eight minutes. And we would catch zillions of weird fish that the kids could all look at. One day we caught in the mud, no structure or anything. We caught so many lobsters that we could, the children and, and the deckhands, we couldn't lift the net. We had to get another boat to come out there. We had to tie a rope to the other end of the net and lift the, and I bet you it had close to a ton of lobsters in it. And they were all giant monsters in the mud, in the middle of nowhere, in Long, Long Beach Harbor, right in front of the Belmont Pier. It was real. It actually happened. I was there. Then I talked to my good bud, Bob Lorman and Kenny Nielsen that do all the water samples. And they told me of many trips like that, where they plug the net full of lobsters so much, they can't even lift it without a winch on the boat gang. So when you think you're really wailing on them, you're, you're not even scratching the surface. You're not even touching it. So don't worry. You're not hurting the population. Everything's going to be okay. Everything will be all right. Cause you're going to get your seven and please, please stop posting on, other sites and other things saying, I, I can't, all the lobsters are gone. They, they caught them all. Well, they didn't and stop it just because you don't know how to fish or just because you don't know how to lobster fish doesn't mean they're all gone. It means you suck. And, you, and that's your choice. We're getting that shirt made. I choose to suck. That's why I don't catch anything. It's your choice, but we're right here. You can call Pablo, or you can call Justin, or you can call me, and you can quit sucking whenever you're ready. We will help you. We always, when we talk to everybody, we always find out there's one little ingredient you're leaving out. And I, 90% of the time, Justin and I'll tell you, it's the bait. Yeah. You guys get way too strung out on the the the, the liquid that you spray on it or soaking it in somebody's soda can or Whatever, gang. You watch just <laughs> snake oil. It's like the old old time snake oil potion. It is so true. So everyone watching this right now and also later, don't ask any questions to anybody about bait. The only bait you need to use is fresh sardines. 
especially right now. If we had fresh um, anchovy, that would be great also. But right now, all the bait barges that are open have fresh sardines. The only bait you need to use, fresh sardines. Don't Just trust me on that. Look at, look at the live videos. We pull them up all the time. We catch, I catch thousands of lobsters, okay? We're using fresh sardines every time. Whenever I switch it up to show you what's not working, we stop catching. It just happens. So don't ask anyone because everyone's going to steer you wrong. Follow your saltwater guide. Everyone on your saltwater guide is going to steer you the right way. The only bait you need to use is fresh sardines. Trust me. I may, you may see me on the live videos and people say, oh, this, no, that. I don't want to be rude and say something against them. So I just go along with it and go, yeah, 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 sure. But we're gonna, I'm going to continue doing the same exact thing over and over and over because I know it works and it works every time. So spray, if you've seen um, one of the live videos, I use that um, lobster attractant, whatever. I don't know who makes it. The spray, the red stuff. We took, I bought a whole box of super absorbent tampons and I took, I took a water bottle. I put them inside of there. I filled it up and I let it sit there for hours to soak it all up. And I put it inside of a hoop net inside of one of the seal proof bait tubes. We dropped it down one time. This was on a live video. We dropped it down one time. We didn't even catch a crab. Nothing wanted to go near it at all. We pulled it back up, and what color were those tampons? White. <laughs> All that lobster attractant stuff already bled away, and it's gone. So what's funny is, is people get fresh sardines, they chop it all up, put it inside the bait tube, and spray away, right? And what does it do when it hits the water? All that spray goes away. So the reason why you caught lobsters is because you used the right bait, but you added the wrong thing. So you're catching lobsters because you're using the sardines. You didn't catch lobsters because you're using the lobster attractant. And I promise you on that. And and it's okay, gang. If you want to use all that other stuff, that's fine. You go right ahead. But don't don't call us and say you did exactly what we told you to do and you didn't catch. Because if you did, you wouldn't use that stuff. I'm just trying to help you. We don't. When we figured this thing out back in 2007, 2008. We did everything you could possibly do wrong. That's why I always say, gang, I already did it. If you want to do it, if you want to go out there and do it wrong, still some more, you go right ahead. But I already did everything you could possibly do wrong. I pulled them all the wrong way and got them caught in the propellers. And I did everything you could do wrong. I did it all wrong, as wrong as you could, because there, was well, there wasn't anybody to teach us how to do it. And we were just really basically trying to make a living, trying to eat trying to feed the family, trying to make the boat payment, trying to pay the insurance. That's why we started doing it. We didn't do it because, oh, we don't have anything else to do at night. This is super fun. No, we were doing it because we were trying to pay our boat payment and pay our insurance and try to try to catch lobsters for the people so they would keep coming out. And then lo and behold, Kelly Girl goes off and catches that giant lobster and puts us on every news channel in the world, which was phenomenal. But we did it all wrong, as wrong as we could. And once we figured out fresh bait, and then it was over. We never, ever got skunked again. We didn't always catch limits, but we didn't get skunked. Yeah, that is so true. And it's funny. So all of you watching wondering what Kelly used for bait, um, she used kerns. No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Fresh sardines. It works. Fresh sardines. And if the bait barge doesn't have fresh sardines or they don't have bait, 
they run out of bait because it happens, you know, um, go to the fish market and buy fresh mackerel, fresh mackerel. Use that. Try to get it with the guts inside of it if you can, but get the fresh mackerel. Don't get already frozen mackerel and then you defrost it. I did an um, experiment not too long ago. I don't know if you all seen it on the um, live video, but we had extra sardines left over from the bait barge. I took it. I froze it while it was still alive. I put it in the deep freezer, so it flash freezed it right away. Took that, defrosted it. We caught five lobsters that day. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what can I tell you? Right. Was exactly. and Larry were on that trip. And uh, <laughs> we caught five lobsters. I mean... What if I had fresh sardines, actually fresh, live, took it out, ground it up, put it inside the bait tubes? What would I have caught? Would I have gotten limits? Every time that everyone sees me get limits, we're using fresh sardines 100% of the time, not salmon heads, not any of that stuff. You see sea lions around me all the time. If I was using salmon heads, I'd be in a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble, because that sea lion is going to go down and mess with my net. They don't, they don't mess with my net when I have the fresh sardine they just come and hang out with me and the really cool thing about the live shows and justin tries to do them every night he can and he's going to do seven in, or five in a row here starting on thursday night but you can see what we're doing there's no hiding the ball there's no pretend you guys can you can play guess 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 but you don't have to because you watch exactly what justin's doing you get to see it exactly it's so fun when we're watching to see these people put in comments like, oh, I like to use chicken and I like to use cat food. And I'm, I'm like, well, we don't like to do any of that. We like to catch lobsters. But if you like to do all that, that's weird stuff. You go right ahead. But guys that are doing it for a living every night, I want to know what they know. Like my dad told me when I was a little boy, don't take financial advice from someone who doesn't own a jet. If they don't own a jet, you don't want to know what they know about money. And don't take fishing advice from someone who doesn't fish for a living every day. That's just ridiculous. If if they're selling attractant for a living, that's what they're doing. Guess what they're going to tell you you got to have, gang? I'm sorry. They're going to tell you you got to have the attractant. It's pretty easy to figure it out. When was the last time that you two, Pablo and Dave, you went out diving and seen a chicken leg floating by you? <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, oh, or have you seen <laughs> Or have you seen surfing, a, surfing or diving? Or, or, or have you seen? <laughs> you've seen lobsters eating the chicken leg, you know? They're like, oh yeah, this looks like a good chicken leg right here. What yeah, I, well, I heard all the monster lobsters are cruising around with double turkey legs. <laughs> no turkey, that's it. Turkey legs now. Got it. Yeah, that's what I got to start using. <laughs> yeah. Well, real quick, let's show somebody this is promar ahi usa this is their sand dab rig i don't know if you've been watching what's going on but the boats the sport boats that are getting out there's a couple of them in san Pedro that are just fishing for sand dabs this is already pre-rigged it's got it's got a dozen hooks on it it's ready to go right now you can put a little strip of squid on these or not drop it down the bottom catch as many sand dabs as you possibly can that's what the weirdest fish in the ocean they don't have a limit i don't understand how that is i'm, I'm sure the fish and wildlife will figure out a way to put a limit on them but right now you can catch as many sand dabs as you want and this rig's already ready to go 
So you can throw this on your rod, drop it down to the bottom, start catching those sand dabs while we wait for the ocean to relax and calm down and get ready. It's going to be a phenomenal sea bass yellowtail season because of the amount of cold water and squid and nutrients running into the water right now from all the rain. But while we wait, if you want to get some sand dabs, grab one of these rigs, and I'm going to throw the QR code up for Promar in just a minute. But these sand dab rigs are incredible, already ready to go. Tiny little pieces of squid, drop them on there and drop it down the bottom and load up on the sand dabs. They're a phenomenal food. Fish, they're not real sporty to catch. You're dropping a weight down, and then you're winding them up. There's not a lot of sport in it, but it's a phenomenal food fish. Let's see. Yeah, they don't bite very much, so. If anyone has any questions at all, feel free to ask. Ask anytime. Yeah, you got Pablo and Justin here now. They, they'll answer questions. I'll stop talking for a little bit and give them some time to talk. But there's the QR code for Promart. Gang, don't not get some stuff at Promart. They got everything you could possibly ever want. If you watch Justin's show or you watch Pablo's post, you see tons of Promart products. The gloves, the gaffs, the hoop nets the bait scoops everything's coming from promar ahi so check it all out go to their website order up some stuff and go catch some fish any questions feel free to send them in right now on the side there facebook or youtube we'll answer your questions to the best of our ability and we'll throw that qr code up one more time before the end of the show pablo how's the arm um, it's doing, doing a lot better. I don't want to jinx it because last time it did a lot better. I had a couple setbacks, but, um, I've been hitting it pretty hard every day, just trying to get it back on track. And, uh, so far so good. Like I said, I don't want to jinx it because this thing's just been the nagging, nagging injury. So I'm still nursing it, but, um, I'm good. I'm good to go. I just can't, you know, do a lot of weight with it, but, um, still running. And then, um, the good news is one shoulder that's bad. I got two shoulders that are good. And, and those shoulders names are Caden, my son. And he's, he's really good at doing anything that I can't do with my shoulder. So he goes, he's been going with me every single time and he's been pretty much running it. I've been letting him just kind of run it and um, he's doing really good. So yeah, he's actually working on his captain's license now too. So it's pretty cool absolutely you see yeah th thanks for asking it's uh hey, no it's problem. definitely getting better good perfect you see any questions justin you want to answer you see anybody you want to talk to yeah so uh i don't want to talk to anybody no i'm okay, just kidding good. dave uh <laughs> dave uh the hook limit for um the hook limit period is only two in california but for sand dabs i believe it's 20. I think you'll have to look it up. I don't want to say any legal stuff on here. So I, I think it's funny. Um, the other Dave, um, I like to cut up my sardines. I don't like to cut them in pieces. I don't think pieces work that well. Um, I'm sure it will, but I don't like feeding the lobsters. I like attracting them. So I like to cut on it. Maybe this is a bad thing to say on here. I like to cut the bloodline on the sardine to make it bleed. Okay. The, the nastier it looks, the more attractive it is to the lobsters. So I used to take, before this other captain made me that cool thing that you've seen on the live videos, that little chopper thing that hopefully Promar will make. But um, I used to take a fillet knife, or not a fillet knife, a bait knife, and just put slices, like four to five slices in each side of the sardines. 
really fast. Don't chop them up into pieces. I don't want it coming out of the bait tube. Um, and then I would put it in there and that works perfectly. As long as it's all bloody and gooey and mushy looking, fresh though, that's the way it's going to work. So, um, oh yeah, the other thing, Dan and Kim, uh, that, that stuff that I did use on the boat, that lobster attractant, I'm going to warn everybody. If that stuff gets on your deck, you're going to fall. Okay. It is very dangerous. It is worse than coolant being on the ground. It is worse than oil being on the ground. It is the most dangerous freaking thing I've ever had on my boat. And I had to think and improvise really fast to make sure my passengers didn't get hurt. I don't care about myself getting hurt. I actually almost broke my elbow the other day on my boat. I have a big old bruise down the side of my arm. So um, I don't really worry about myself. I worry about my passengers. I had to improvise and figure out how am I going to get this freaking mess off of my boat? You can't even see now. You walk on it and you're slipping immediately. It's, it's so dangerous. I can't even tell you enough. It's super dangerous. So. No, that's a good, that, uh, that first thing I thought of when you were using them, when you were shoving those tampons into the, bait cages i was like oh my gosh the whole boat's just covered in this ice now the stuff is so slick i would be terrified using it on your own private boat and and i see guys in videos on other websites showing how they're using it and they get that stuff everywhere what a mess what a absolute mess i don't know it hasn't really haltered us from catching anything it hasn't slowed us down our catch rate's probably just as good as anybody else if not better and we don't use that stuff. Yeah. Um, Matt, Matthew, um, what are you trying to go for at Catalina? What are, what are you trying to target for your high and low tide question that you have? Because it matters what you're targeting. If you're just going out there to have fun bass fishing, um, the high and low tide doesn't matter. Um, if you're going to go out there for yellowtail, high and low tide really doesn't matter. If you're going to go out there for white sea bass, um, high and low tide doesn't matter, but on your saltwater guide, you're going to find out exactly what does matter in tide range. So, <clears throat> And gang, something we have to re talk about here is that you can get all your questions and you can get everything answered at the website or when you call Justin or Pablo. There's a lot of people asking a lot of questions. We want to answer all your questions. We really, really do. But we have a phenomenal website where you can get these questions answered. Plus, if you're a member of the website, you can call any one of us anytime we answer the phone. Just don't take advantage of us if you're not a member. That's all. I mean, we want to help all of you, but be fair to all the people that are members also. Yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to say is I'm not being I'm not trying to be a prick to everybody out there. Um, that's not members. I'm just dedicated to the members of the website, which we call a family that I like to help them out. And it's not fair to them <laughs> if I just give out information to everybody. So that's the only thing. Right. And if we just give it away, no one's going to, no one's going to appreciate it. I'm sorry. Let's be honest. I'll answer Tim's question there. Hey, Tim, come on, man. I gave you spots that are shallower than that. <laughs> <laughs> Call me, buddy. Absolutely. You see any questions up there? Either one of you guys want to answer, feel free. I can't. The problem I have to keep. The lead for the lobster is still Anthony at 8.95 pounds, I think it is. Nice. But I'll tell you what. Um, 
it's going to be broken this week. It's going to be broken. Make sure you're watching. Either Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, we're going to break that record. And then and on we, March 20th, I have to give somebody $1,000. So We may break the record in California. <laughs> Just saying. Pablo, you got to get on this, man. You still have opportunity to get out there and catch that $1,000 lobster. It doesn't matter where it comes from. It comes from Mission Bay. It can come from, from uh, Long Beach, but it has to be caught on either Pablo or Justin's boat. That's so, just <clears throat> Tony, spots for sculpins, the scorpion fish. Um, I like to fish. My favorite place to fish for those is over near the 150 and the 105. Um it's a consistent, I put it out on the game plans, the exact spot that I go to. And then there's another um, member that went there recently who just annihilated it. But I like to fish the cobblestones, cobblestone spot. So it's just a heart when you're looking at your pedometer or your fish finder, whatever you want to call it. Um, when you're looking at it, you're going to see a hard bottom. And you're going to see little roots that are kind of like popping up on the bottom. And then you're going to mark fish near the bottom. So you're going to see those boomerangs over near the bottom, and they're kind of small because we're around 100 to 150 feet deep. So that's the area I like to do it. Um, look for those. And if you start metering fish, they're not really going to be sculpting because you don't meter sculpting. You're going to be metering other fish like bass. Um, you're going to be metering smaller fish as in perch. Um, you're also going to be metering smaller um, rock fish, which you cannot keep right now, not until April, whenever they decide to open it. So that's the kind of area I'm going to I'm going to work on. <clears throat> and I like using scampies and put them on like a four ounce four ounce sinker, put the scampi on the bottom with a lead head and drop that baby straight to the bottom and make sure you're using squid strips. I don't want to give out any more information, but that's what I use. And I kill them. <laughs> yeah, we kill them pretty good. So. And when Justin or Pablo, when you guys are giving people spots, these are spots that you feel pretty confident about when you're giving it to it. And doesn't it make you feel really good when they send you back a picture that they actually caught fish because they did exactly what they, you told them to do when they went there? Yeah, abs absolutely. That's, that's like the best feeling when you don't even think about it, you know, because we just get into these routines, like we're all doing the game plans and everything. And then, if it's a phone call or a game plan and all that feedback, it, it makes us so happy because we're given real spots. We're, we're sharing with you what we're going to do if we're going out that day, or if we're going out one of those weekend days, whatever it is, we're not making anything up. These are legit real spots. And like captain Hansen says all the time, if you just want a spot map, you can go get those at West Marine. But if you want, the in-depth look at the spots and how to fish the spots then you go to saltwater guide and, and you and you talk to one of us yeah and you look at all the i don't know we got 580 plus spots or 580 plus videos on how to fish the spots which is really important you can have all the spots in the world but if you don't know what to do when you get there it's really not going to matter and a bunch of gps numbers are pretty much worthless unless you know what to do once you get to these spots. But and Matt, the last two weeks, I've added, if you're watching attention to the game plans, I've added two more hot spots. And I mean, absolute crazy, unreal fishing, lobster fishing hot spots on the game plans. And in the last three weeks, I've added another two cobblestones to the 
um, that I'm going out fishing with my clients, knowing that there's fish there, new places that is not on um, the Your Saltwater Guide, but you all have it now, and they're all on the game plans. So every time we go out, even when Pablo goes out, we're not going to the same exact spot every time over and over. If we find a spot on the way to that spot, we're absolutely going to try it. And if it works, we're sharing it with everybody. So I just want to put that out there. Oh, the other thing is, is uh, if you get stung by a sculpin, I get stung at least a dozen times a year, and I don't do anything <laughs> about it because it's just a sting to me. It's like a strong bee sting. That's all it is now. And it lasts for about three days of a throbbing pain. And that's it. I don't know. Yeah, usually usually just handling those guys, you, you get a little poke here and there. Yeah. So once you get used to it, I mean, you don't get used to it, but once it happens multiple times, it's just the thing that happens when you're on a boat. But, but it, I would it, say if you go out with Pablo or you go out with myself, or if you just go out with someone else on their boat or on a sport boat, <clears throat> let the person running the boat or the deckhand handle the fish for you. It's the best bet if you don't want to get stuck because eventually you're going to get stuck the more you handle. Okay. There's a gentleman on here, Matt Martin. I wanted to know what your number one upgrade is. I'm going to tell you what mine is, was when I, when I got my pair of gyro stabilizing binoculars, it changed everything. It changed the whole world. Once I got those, the, that was for me the biggest change. And when people ask me, Dave, what could you do without, could you do without your sonar and, Gang, I'm not talking about a pedometer up and down meter. The sonar is the one that costs 30, 40 grand and looks out in front of the boat and off to the sides. What do I want more? Do I need a sonar or do I need my gyros? For me, I got to have my gyros. If I'm not in my gyros when I'm out fishing with you guys, I feel like I'm blind and I can look up or down the island or I can look up or down the coast and I can see what's going on three, four miles away. I can see which way the current's going when i look at the kelp or one of the lobster buoys i can see if you guys are getting bit on your boat four miles away from me it lets me know that what i need to try and change i can see what color lures you're using when you're trolling i can so many different things that you can't get without a pair of good gyro stabilizing binoculars there's a million different kinds of of binoculars but there's only one gyro stabilizing binocular. Then they make all the difference in the world. I don't know about Justin or Pablo, what their biggest upgrade for their boat is, but that's what it was for me. When that happened, it changed the whole world. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> for mine on my boat was the gyros. I have two pairs now on my boat just because I swear by them so much. Um, the other thing is, is having a good transducer. That's the other thing for me. Um, when I go out, not just for offshore stuff, but when I'm just driving around trying to find something, if you have a really good transfer for your pedometer, you're going to pick up details a lot more. Because uh, the number one, not the number one, but one of the number one things that I get on my boat all the time is, wow, what are you using on your screen? Everything's so clear and nice, and you can tell everything on there. And um, that's because I have a really good transducer. And I pair, I did... I didn't go around and ask people because what they're going to do is they're going to try selling me whatever they want to sell me. I went out and I Googled it and tried to figure out what was the best for my unit, my, my Garmin units. So, and that's fine. How about you, Pablo? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I mean, transducers, everything and easy to him and haw and be like, Oh, I'm going to save 
a little bit here or there, but you know, you got to go, you got to go, um, obviously it needs to match your equipment, right? But you got to go do the best one for your equipment. And um, yeah, for me, same thing, transducer um, and good electronics. I mean, that goes hand in hand. And if you're going out there, you want to be efficient. And I agree, um, the gyros are probably the most important thing when you're far offshore because sometimes all the fancy stuff doesn't work or sometimes it can fail, right? And what do we resort back to? We resort back to our compasses, our basic stuff, our vision, right? All of our senses. And that stuff's always important. You got to have that no matter what. So, yeah, I would agree. I'll, I'll join the bandwagon on the gyros being the, the most important. Yeah. But as far as upgrades, I mean, we've Justin and I and have both done a ton of upgrades on our stuff. And electronics is huge. Bait tank, as Dave always talks about bait, um, bait tank's huge. Always go bigger if your boat can handle it, for sure. You know, um, if you think it's too big, calculate it and figure it out because it's probably not. <laughs> it's not big enough. Yeah, it's not big enough. It's not big enough when those yellowfin are biting and you wish you had a sport boat load to just keep them at the boat. But, you know, that's yeah, all I got sure. on that. So, Dan Kim, um, last year I guided, um, well, two guiding trips that I did, we got Marlin. We got him on those uh, cedar plugs from Promark. So, one of them was over, I think it was close to 200 pounds or more. And then the other one was just under a hundred. So, yep. Any more questions, you guys? If you see them up there, just go ahead and feel free to answer them. Uh, I think Dave's asking probably what's the biggest Mission Bay bug. I think it's about a, a six pounder right now. I didn't weigh it because I knew it wasn't a ten pounder. <laughs> it's a good size one. So yeah, well, you know, you can tell. I mean, Justin can attest to this. We know if they're legal or not. The only time we can really get thrown off is where there's a couple big bugs and then some of the other ones look like little crawdads or something. And you're like, oh, those are not legal. And you're like, whoa, they're like a quarter inch legal. But that's the only time I really get thrown off. I mean, if I see them all roughly the same size, I can tell pretty much which ones are the big ones or not. But I haven't seen one that I, I need to put on a baby scale yet. <laughs> and the other, the other thing I wanted to add is, Make sure while everyone's out lobster fishing, don't throw back lobsters. Well, right. Let me take it back. Measure them before you throw it back, and always measure two to three times because you never know. You may be putting it on wrong. Or measure them before every single one. Doesn't matter if it's the size of your finger. Measure them because, like when Dave came out with us, we had that one that that was tiny. I mean, I think we had to weigh a half a pound, and it had a big carapace and was a keeper. And guess what? We kept it. <laughs> We're at camera keeping it. So. And something I told Justin when he first started doing this, I go, watch this. You'll be blown away. And in all my years of doing it, I am absolutely mesmerized by how many people want to throw lobsters back. It becomes the whole thing of the night. Everyone starts grabbing them and just throwing them over. It's <laughs> it's always blown my mind when I ran the Wild and Sack or when I ran the Liquid Coast Highway and we first started doing this. We start catching lobsters and all of everybody on the deck gets involved in the throwing of a back. And I've never understood that. And I had to warn Justin that it's going to happen. His family, everybody, his deckhands, everybody gets into throwing them back. They all of a sudden, they've never hoop netted before in their life. They caught four or five of them. Now, all of a sudden, they know the difference between a legal and a short by looking at it, which is 
absolutely mind-boggling to me. But if you watch on the live show, I'm always texting Justin going, they're getting ready. He's upstairs trying to drive back over to the spot. And I'm like, they're getting ready to throw it back. They're getting ready. They threw it back. And Justin will get down the ladder and go, weren't there three? And they go, yeah, but those two were short. It's like, you've never even been on the ocean before. You're from Nebraska. It's your first time. And you're already making that call. <laughs> it's amazing. Even the commercial guys that do it for a living every day, they measure every one of them because you don't know. So stop throwing them back. You guys are doing it on your own private boats. That's fine. You throw back all of them. I don't care. That's just more for Justin, Pablo and I, but. When you're on Pablo's boat or Justin's boat, just wait a second. I don't know what the <laughs> obsession is with throwing lobsters back, but it is just a, it overwhelms you. You just get so excited. You just want, I, I threw it back. Why? It wasn't legal. How do you know? You've never even been on a boat. It blows my mind. Sorry. I had to say that. I know. It's so true. So <clears throat> John Stanley, the weirdest thing I pulled up in a lobster net this year was a lobster gauge. <laughs> Remember on the <laughs> that was so weird. One of the, one of the guys on the boat lobster his lobster gauge over the over the side. The net was already in the water. Fell out of his hand into the water, and we pulled it up inside of the net. <laughs> That's the strangest thing I've ever pulled up. It's a good I have, shot. I, I have a video. We caught a seven gill shark. I never even seen one before. We caught a seven gill at a flat rock in Palos Verdes. In the hoop net, cool. about five foot long, seven gill. And the video is pretty crazy. It's not real clear. It was before I got into this whole content creator thing. And I threw that thing on the deck because I don't wear shoes. I did the other night with all that cool brandy stuff I got from uh, AFCO. But I normally hoop netted forever barefoot. And that thing, when it hit the deck, I was like, wow, does he have any teeth? The th whole thing's mouth was just solid teeth, and he was right next to my foot. It was pretty crazy. Seven gill sharks, the craziest thing I ever caught. What about you, Pablo? Um, yeah, I mean, you never know what you're going to get. You know, it seems like the the sharks, the rays, the, you know, sculpins. Sometimes you get other little oddball guys in there. Obviously, some big crabs once in a while. Um, yeah, the, I think... Uh, it was one of the first nights of the season. It might have been the first night. I had a nice big horn shark that got in there, and it was basically the whole um, circumference of the of the hoop net. And he chewed his way right out, so we tried to pull him up. I was actually teasing Caden, like, come on, dude, pull that up. That can't be that hard. Here I am, you know, not doing anything besides you know, driving the boat, yelling to pull it up. But um, he pulls it. It was all the way around. It was pretty good. And then... I went to pull it out, and as soon as I went to pull it out, he just kind of chewed his way and did a little roll and swam right down. So, <laughs> brand new net, <laughs> first night. <laughs> Beautiful. What kind of boat do you have? We pulled Pablo? a bull shark the last trip. That was pretty cool. Um, I have a uh, Boston Whaler Conquest, and you can check it up on, or you can check it out on FernandezCharters.com. There's a bunch of pictures there. And there should be some pictures um, here on the website as well, on the Facebook and, of course, on the Saltwater Guide app. Yeah, just it's go a, to your yeah, Saltwater so a, Guide. And you'll see. And then, Justin, tell everybody what kind of boat you have. Then both of you give everybody every bit of information they need to find you guys. And then we're going to wrap this up. we got five minutes. 
I got a 45 foot sport fisher pacemaker. So it has twin caterpillar engines, 900 horsepower, and we scoot along pretty quick. Yep. Oh, my information. I'm Justin. Hello. My phone number is 951-703-9442. And uh, I'll be opening up some more open party charters um, for maybe the end of this month, but for sure a couple in March. I just haven't figured out what days yet. I just got to, I have to sleep in between some of the times I go out. So I got to figure out some days, but I will do some open party charters. And there's his QR code. Those of you that are checking this out, I just threw his QR code up there. So grab that QR code. That'll get you direct contact with Justin if you didn't get a chance to write his phone number down. And then there's a bunch of people listening, podcast people, Justin. So one more time, slowly tell them oh. your phone number. My phone number is 951-703-9442. And Justin's, Justin's also available to come with you on your boat as a guide. He'll come with you on your boat and teach you how to fish on your boat. Make sure that you're doing everything proper the right way. We're fully licensed from the Department of Fish and Wildlife. Justin, Pablo, and Sonny are licensed guides. So they're going to be coming out with their with their uh, log book and making sure that you guys are doing everything proper and they're doing it proper. So if you have a guide that shows up and doesn't have a log book and doesn't run you through all the things that you're supposed to have, then you'll know he's illegal. And there's a ton of illegal guides out there. So be careful when you're hiring someone. So you want to make sure you have a legal guide. And if anybody comes with you on your boat and charges you money, they by law have to have a guide license. Yeah. So there's, there's um justin's information and then why pablo's talking i'll throw his information up here on the screen whoops where did pa pablo left i guess pablo's not going to talk to anybody uh -oh. pablo's had enough or, well i think he's having a bad connection <clears throat> so um Dan, just when it's time to get into the nitty-gritty you lose your connection pablo good job i know what happened Go ahead and tell them. Any, any other questions? We only have a couple more minutes left. Ask away. Ask away. There's Pablo's QR code. To my knowledge, if I don't know, I'll make up an answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, and don't forget everyone also, come and see us at the PCS show. Please come and see us. Say hi. Um, Rylan will be there. Of course, Captain Dave and Kelly Girl are going to be there. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's I think it's the biggest sport fishing show in the Western United States, or period. It's pretty big. It's seven halls. So these other shows that you've been to only have one hall and one outside area. This is seven halls. Humongous area. Check this out real quick. And if you got a question, start typing it up and watch this video. The 2024 fishing and boating season at the most exciting saltwater, freshwater, and recreational outdoor show in Southern California at the amazing Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show. Orange County Fair and Event Center, March 7th through the 10th. Trout ponds for the kids and an unbelievable lineup of seminars with the most knowledgeable and experienced captains, guides, and professionals in the business. Over three acres of exhibits, boats, and incredible early season discounts. Bring the entire family. Orange County Fair and Event Center, March 7th through the 10th. Again, you can buy your tickets online at your at uh, Pacific Sport Fishing, the PCS show. Just type it in, 
go to the Pacific Sport Fishing Show and you can buy your tickets online because Justin will tell you why we're talking right now. The line last year was absolutely mind-boggling. You do not want to be stuck in that line to buy tickets if you don't have to. So try to get your tickets beforehand, right, Justin? Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you get your tickets beforehand. <clears throat> the line is going to be absolutely mind-blowing, just to let you all know. So get there as soon as you can. The sooner the better. Um, or um, I like to go later in the day, too. Well, now I'm at the show all day, but I, I used to like going out later in the day because the line would be all the way down. But thank you for watching, Chris. Chris Bragg, thank you, thank you. Brent, thank you very much. Tim, I like the deep cycle gel batteries, um, but the batteries I have on my boat are like, they weigh 135 pounds and we got six of them and I have no clue what they are. I buy them at the battery mart and they're really expensive. So they're really big batteries. Yeah, they're 8D deep cycle that Justin's talking about. He hasn't moved over as soon as, it's time to replace his batteries. He'll probably jump into those, those new gel ones. But right now he's using those eight D's. That's what we've all grown up using. I mean, like you said, they weigh 120 pounds a piece. You don't go changing them for fun. It's not something you do for fun, but the show's going to be incredible. Pablo's back. All right. Now you can tell everybody. Hello. It's time hey. to tell everybody how bitching you are. <laughs> yeah, so give me a call if you want me to come guide on your boat or you want to come out on the Kate Elizabeth out of Mission Bay down at Seaforth. Um, 619-431-3070. Going to be doing some open party trips, I think 21st, 24th of this month. And um, I can't think of the other dates right off, off the top of my head, but definitely have some availability for February and March to finish off the season strong. And let's go out there and get some bugs and get one that we can get a thousand dollars from you for you from dave he's just wants to give that away and mission day would get get a nice big big one out of there so pablo's gonna go a little bit slower this time for those of you that are trying to get the phone number because i it was so fast that it sounded like <laughs> one number so let's go <laughs> down so these people can actually call you and go fishing with you yeah sorry about that the kids just got home so i think my internet service is just like but anyway, I'll slow it down here. Uh, 619-431-3070. It's 619-431-3070. The QR code's up right now. You can also check out FernandezCharters.com. And I will definitely answer the phone unless we're out fishing and we can't get to the phone. And then, gang, remember, if you show up to the show wearing our your saltwater guide gear. We'll have plenty of free stuff for you. I promise I won't run out of stuff. I never do. I have plenty of sponsors that are going to take care of us. You want to be part of the click. You want to be part of the cool kids. You're walking around the show. You know who we are and you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, there's so many people wearing your saltwater guide shirts and hats. And you're going to be out and you're going to be like, why didn't I get one? Grab them now, gang. There's the QR code for the shirts and the hats. Justin, did anybody show up last year wearing our clothes? A lot. <laughs> a lot. There was a, a sea of your saltwater guide people everywhere. And it was really cool to see, too. It was really cool. Someone asked really quick uh, what transducer I got. So the transducer works for me, not necessarily for you. You have to look it up, okay? Everybody's right. different. I have a... SVB 175 Garmin 
one kW transducer. Say all that ten times fast. That's a transducer that works for me. It's a through hole. It's not necessarily going to work for you. I would highly suggest you Google it. If you have a Garmin unit, you can go to the Garmin uh, store and and see with the transducer that are compatible with your unit and what specifics you want. So that's just a word of advice. I personally wouldn't call someone and say, hey, what transducer will be good for my boat? Because they're just going to sell you what they want to sell you. So just look, do your your uh, homework first on what transducer works for you. And anybody else has a question, we'll stay here for a couple more minutes. If you got a burning question, throw it up there. I know most of you have to get back to work, but if somebody has a burning question, throw it up there on the screen. Don't miss our show on Friday. We got Heather from Heather's Outdoors. She is an incredible young lady. She's a big time fisherman. She just did a stint on Naked and Afraid, that TV show. You guys are going to want to hear what she has to say. It's going to be a great interview. We'll be interviewing her on our show on Friday. And then the following week, we got Matt Florentino from uh, AFCO. And then during the week, we'll be sprinkling in guests just like Pablo and Justin. And we had Amir on yesterday. If you didn't see that, I think Justin laughed for 45 minutes. No, I don't think he ever stopped. I can't stop laughing whenever he's – he is so freaking funny. I don't know. Yeah, Tony, I think I think it's good. I don't know what boat you have. I don't know any of the specifics. I don't I don't know any anything about transducers. I just Googled it and researched it, but sure, it works great. Um, what's in the tank behind me? I got a uh, fire belly toads, I got tree frogs, I got fish, I got freshwater snails, and geckos. Oh wow. Yeah, I see your question, Jack. I'm sorry. Yes, it's the small squid, the bait size squid, phenomenal to dive with. It's an it's a really ex, ex, extraordinary experience. The sharks that are cruising around with that squid are usually blue sharks and horn sharks and, and uh, swell sharks, stuff like that. So you really have no worry about predators. And if there are any predators are looking for squid, they aren't looking for eating people. So I think diving with the bait squid, the squid that you catch would be a phenomenal experience. You get some epic videos the giant squid i you couldn't pay me to get in the water with those because they'll rip you apart they'll eat you they eat everything i i told a great story a few years ago about them and i tell it on another show but they're an they're an unbelievable animal that giant squid you don't want to get in the water with them but bait squid i don't see it being a problem any other questions any other questions ask away ask away um let's see you need help with your Garmin? Oh, I know. Somebody wants to know, when are you going live again, Justin? What are you doing sitting at the dock right now, you big baby? I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm sitting. I'm scared of the water. <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I'll i be live Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then I'm going to hopefully take a day or two off to get some sleep and sleep for 48 hours straight. And then I'll be back on Wednesday... Thursday, no, Wednesday on, Thursday off, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and then just continue on and on. So yeah, this Thursday, this Thursday. And one thing I want to tell everybody is if you have a boat in storage or you have a boat down on the water and you haven't been over to look at it since Friday, I would definitely suggest driving on your way home tonight, driving by and checking out your boat, checking out your covers. You probably don't have any. If you have covers on them, they're probably gone now. Everything's probably gone. 
California hasn't seen this much rain. And then tonight and tomorrow, the wind is going to blow like nobody's business. You want to make sure all your stuff's taken care of. Your boats are tied up proper and everything's ready to go because we got a real big weather part of this storm coming tomorrow to blow all this storm out of here. So you guys are going to see wind like you haven't seen. And if you're going out Thursday like Justin is, what I want to tell everybody, be very, very careful because there's houses floating out there now. If you don't think there's houses, go look at the news. Go on YouTube and look at the news. Lots and lots of homes have been washed away. Those roofs, those walls, all that stuff's going to be floating. Last time I was fishing after a big rain like this in 83, 84, we were driving around people's roofs. We were driving around full cows floating out there, goats, cats, dogs, so many different animals. And then you have what they call up in Nor Northern California, Oregon, and Washington. You'll have deadheads. You'll have whole trees you'll have whole roofs with just a corner of it floating be very very careful it's going to be a good time to slow down you have no idea if you haven't been doing this for a very long time the amount of stuff that's going to be out in the ocean floating around it's going to it's going to blow your mind so slow down be very careful out there take a little bit of time go check your boats go check all your stuff because i guarantee if you have a cover on your boat and you haven't looked at it in five days it's gone yeah, and bilge pumps. Make sure your bilge pumps been working because if not, your boat's probably at the bottom of the ocean right now if you're in a slip or anything. <laughs> good, um, good. But yeah, I couldn't even sum it up. I couldn't even sum it up as good as you just did, Dave. It it is so dangerous out there right now. And not because of wind and not because of rain, it's the runoff. That runoff is so bad. And so everyone knows San Pedro is closed down right now. Um, you're not supposed to be fishing over there or anything else. They closed it down. Um, so hopefully I can get bait at San Pedro bait barge. We're going to find out. Um, but they closed it down because there was a major, major, major sewage spill. All the beaches are closed down in San Pedro. It's all, it's all crazy right now, but I guarantee you, if you go out in the water from now until two weeks from now, you're going to see stuff you've never even seen before in the water. There's going to be floating debris. You couldn't even imagine it's going to be all over the place. And if you hit that going fast on your prop, or your out drive or your stern drive or whatever drive you got, there's going to be no more drive. You're not going to have any more drive and you're going to be calling in for help. I guarantee you. So yes, just yes, down. yes. I would slow down to under 12, 12 knots or even 10 knots and just take your time. There's no rush. There's no reason to hurt anybody. Just take your time and keep your head on a swivel and look, 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 look. And those of you that are members of our website, you're going to be looking for some game plans for this weekend. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be perfectly honest. When you listen to the game plans, we don't have any idea what to possibly tell you to do because the water is going to be as chocolatey looking. It's going to look like really thick chocolate milk, like the way I like to make it, like half the Hershey's can in the, in the cup. It's going to be gnarly. You've never seen it as dirty as you're going to see it. Yeah. And it's going to be everywhere because we got a lot of runoff here so did catalina so did san clemente islands so did the channel islands everybody got a ton of runoff so might be shut down the 710 freeway the 710 was underwater underwater what the so now imagine all i mean all that debris and trash and stuff that you know that homeless and stuff have left there is all washed away and where does it go la river baby coming right down 
it's going to come right down into the water and good luck. Exactly. All right, everybody. Well, I got to get going. I got stuff to do. Kelly's waiting for me out at the pool. So I got, it's what? only 85 <laughs> here right now. My it's pool's not... overflowed. It's over, over a ton. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's so damn hot here. She's got the air conditioner running downstairs. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest, gang. It's blazing hot here. <laughs> I'm wearing a jacket inside the house. Well, I know. Hey, look at Pablo. He's got a sweatshirt on. <laughs> Pablo, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I was thinking about putting pants on, but that would go against everything I stand for. So. I'm going to go to the pool. You guys have a great day. Thanks, everybody, for watching our show. Hope we en you enjoyed it, learned a little bit. We'll be back with you tomorrow with another great show. Thank you, Justin and Pablo, for joining me. I appreciate it. Bye, everybody. <laughs>